Hi, and welcome to the Tea with Intuitives podcast. I'm Melly, an Akashic reader, past life psychic, and channeling coach. And I'm Brittany, an esoteric energy healer and spiritual life coach. Each episode, we answer one of your questions about spirituality, the Akashic records, energy healing, meditation, spirit guides, and the unseen world. So we invite you to grab your cup of tea while we answer today's question, what is psychometry? But before we dive in, Brittany, what tea are you drinking? Today, I have my emperor's, emperor's, <laughs> that's such a funny one, emperor, emperor, I have my emperor's bride tea. Nice. Yeah, it's so funny. I'm listening to another podcast and I can't remember the name. It's going to come back to me, but one of the hosts is unable to say paprika. He's like paprika, paprika. <laughs> and everyone finds it so funny. Oh, yeah. So your hard. emperor is his paprika. <laughs> How do you say squirrel? 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 Yeah. Do I say it differently than you do? No, you you do it pretty well. I okay. when I was studying abroad in college, there was this French classmate and um very thick French accent, super cute. But every time he said squirrel, no one knew what he was saying. He was and saying squirrel. So, something like that. Yeah, it's so cute. So then people started asking him to say it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's a very hard word to pronounce for a francophone. Yeah. And all the, the words where you have these sounds like a W and a R all mixed up. It's like, oh, it's a mouthful. So you really got to get used to it. It's really funny. And um, for those of you who don't know by now, my husband is French from France. And sometimes he's talking about stuff. And just because of his pronunciation, when we speak in English, I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh, this is what you mean. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fun. Yeah. Should call him in here. Can you say squirrel? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if I hear him come up the stairs. <laughs> but usually when, when we record, I tell him he needs to go into his office downstairs and not come up the no husband zone yeah he's too noisy too noisy yeah <laughs> what tea do you have today uh i i want to show her off this beautiful mug look at this it's a porcelain mug that my daughter chose at a special shop we go to every summer when we go to a, a region in quebec that is called Mauricie. And everything is handmade where we go. So it's a beautiful mug. It's technically her mug, but she forgot about it. So I'm using it. And it's a, a, a spiced pumpkin latte. And it's a pure latte, no tea or coffee in it. So I'm, I'm feeling the fall vibes coming. We're recording this on September 8th, and it's still quite hot here. But I mm. kind of want to bring the fall vibes. So this is my drink. <laughs> yes it's time call in the fall I can't wait yeah <laughs> I would love to hear your thoughts on psychometry I know that you've researched it and it is something that came into my life when I was um, 13 or 14 oh wow was one of my first kind of experiences with give not giving a reading, but understanding that it's possible for readings to even happen. 
So what did you find? Well, at first I thought I was a psychometry virgin. I didn't know anything about it. You mentioned it at first. Um, And so, you know what? Uh, I'm so a newbie in this that I printed the official description. So I'm going to read it for our listeners so it's super clear what it is. So psychometry is a psychic ability in which a person can sense or read the history of an object by touching it. Such a person can receive impressions from an object by holding it in his or her hands or alternatively touching it to the forehead. Such impressions can be perceived as images, sounds, smells, tastes, and even emotions. So pretty much channeling with all the four clairs. Rings, photographs, and similar tokens are often used by sometimes the physical presence of a person, but sometimes, sorry, the physical presence of a person may bring about images or visions in the psychometrist's mind that correspond to real facts, sometimes still in the future, in the life of the subject. So basically, psychometry is you touch an object and you channel information from it and you can see what happened around this object, whether it was in the past and sometimes in the future. And I thought, you know, I it was something very far from what I do, but looking at it, I mean... I'm doing exercises where I channel crystals. So I'm guessing I'm doing psychometry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautifully read. I think that sums it up so well. When I was, um, like I said, 13 or 14, a family friend practiced psychometry and she was was very well known in the Asheville area. So one of my family members got a reading with her. And I think the items she gave were like her sunglasses or something. Mm. So it wasn't anything that was super meaningful, maybe outside of like everyday item. Mm. But the item being in Florida, she used her sunglasses every day. So it was something that really had time to absorb the frequency of the person wearing them. Mm and was super helpful so basically the reader held the sunglasses and did what you and i would do which is open up a channel and then be able to call in spirit guides to answer questions that the client has yeah it makes perfect sense so she was channeling the person and she was getting the frequencies from the sunglasses i have to say maybe i'm thinking this because i'm a psychic and i do this every day It impresses me more when I see people who are given ancient objects Mm -hmm. that don't necessarily belong to someone anymore and they can channel what happened around that object. This is very impressive to me. I love that. So just diving into that a little deeper, you might think, why learn psychometry? Why go that route if you could just channel without needing to hold anything or or touch anything. I think there are a lot of benefits. Melly, like what you said, you channel crystals or it lets us kind of have information about an object object throughout history. Mm -hmm. Um, Another really great pro for learning psychometry is when you travel and being able to touch different objects from different places in the world. So just as an example, when I was in Bath, England, we went to like the famous 
just the famous bathhouses that are there and the ancient sort of uh, structures. And what was fun about that is they let you be in the structure. It's not like Stonehenge or something where you, you're not allowed to touch the stones. Mm-hmm. You could actually go in and touch the um, the structure of this place. So if you know psychometry or have some sort of familiarity with the practice, you could actually put your hands on these stones there and feel into the history of the place. So that was really fun. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. And then the other thing I mentioned on another podcast, probably a while ago now, when I was in Ireland and I felt really drawn to this grave at this specific church, I went over and I put my hands on it and then started just I uncontrollably crying. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was intentionally practicing psychometry, but there was something to touching the the grave, like the um the cement grave that it, it caused this huge reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what I can say for people who want to try it out is to find something that you really resonate profoundly with. Personally, for me, it's trees. And so it's not an object because it's something that is living, but the process is the same, is that I can put my hands on a tree and start having a conversation with the energy of the tree, just like we can do it with crystals and the wisdom that they want to uh, impart to us. So this is something that you can do. But I, I went and I checked like, how did this started? Like, how did the term psychometry has been coined? And what were the first people, not the very first, but first people who did test on it, what they were doing. And it's really interesting, because um, the term was coined by Joseph R. Buchanan in 1842. Now, I'm convinced that before that, you know, it all always existed. And he chose that term because it comes from the Greek psyche, which means soul, and metron, which means measure. And so he was an American professor in physiology, and he was the first one to officially and more scientifically experiment with psychometry. And he, like all the the teachers, researchers, he used his students to testing that text test things out. And he placed various drugs in glass vials. And then he asked the students to identify the drugs merely by holding the vials. And then he noticed that their success rate was more than chance and he published the results. And so to explain the phenomenon, he theorized that all objects have souls and retain memory. And I would say that all objects have frequencies because, you know, all the, the, uh, the atoms, the ions, like there's nothing fixed in reality. It's all moving. So there's the energy of the object. And so what, uh, what he would do is that if you want to practice psychometry, you can do it with your group of friends. So this mm-hmm. is fun. Uh, you can choose, for example, you are the one who's going to test it out. 
you close your eyes, take deep breaths, you center yourself, and then you ask someone, but you don't know who is going to do it. Someone is going to put the object, an object into your hand. So you don't know which object, you didn't see the object, and then you have the object in your hands, you still have your eyes closed, and you channel what comes to you. So whatever it is, images, feelings, and you don't intellectualize the process. You just go with it. You don't judge anything and you say everything that comes to you. And this is how you practice psychometry. It takes a lot of practice for certain people. And they did some, some research and they say that most renowned psychometrists have an accuracy rate of 80 to 90%. So you need to be gentle with yourself and practice a lot. <laughs> yeah, I hope people try it. That would be such a fun part. Yeah, yeah, please let us know if you try it, whether it worked or not. Or We're really curious. Thank you for listening to the Tea with Intuitives podcast. If you have a question for us, you can send it at teawithintuitives at gmail.com or via Instagram or YouTube. Your love for this podcast helps us grow and reach more like-minded souls, so don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast.